The story continues. The Boundaries of Sentences, Chapter 3. He felt he was in heaven. He was enjoying the view of his girlfriend. She was trying to straighten her underwear. Osas, you could stop looking at my ass and try to come up with a solution, said Dupe in a pronounced Yoruba accent. Baby, I'm enjoying the view. Your sexiness always gives me the hibidaba jibis. He tried standing up, but he didn't want to lose the view. Two years ago, he had tripped for her ass and it still gave him goosebumps. But there were other things she had that had attracted him. But that ass was wow. Of course, Yoruba women were known for having backsides, so he wasn't shocked when he found out she was Yoruba. After all the protest of his mother, he had still asked her to marry him. Her dad hadn't liked him because he wasn't Yoruba and was a secondary school teacher. A blanket was suddenly thrown on his thoughts when Dupe stood in front of him. What is wrong with you? Are you stoned? I wouldn't be shocked. You will just be acting natural. Now she had his attention. He hated to be called an Agberu boy. He had had a bad experience with his older brother, who had gone the way of the average Edo State boy. The average Edo State boy loved drugs, girls, and mafia. And Osasi's senior brother had gone into all three. He had more money than Osas, but couldn't stand up to Osas in the family. Osas, Osas, you know they try. Why you just they let your mind travel like that? Make you serious, I beg. He gave her the smile that had caught her eyes two years ago. It was a smile that was small, but spoke more volumes than the biggest grin. It showed the innocence of his heart, the intelligence of his brain, the attractiveness of his face, and the joy in his mind. In all, it showed the simple and loving condition of his being. Okay, what will we do? Have I become a god? I don't know what to do, but two heads are better than one. So let's think this through together. Is that okay for you? For the first time, he really looked around. Okay, this was spooky. I suspect your brother is behind this. He definitely suspected his brother. Maybe he had used him as collateral. Maybe a deal had gone wrong and they had kidnapped him to use him to obtain a ransom. All these questions gave him a chill down his spine. But as usual, he didn't see it as necessary to tell his girlfriend. He didn't want to encourage her to keep on judging and criticizing his brother. After all, he was his brother. And they always used to say, bros before hoes on each other. Dupe, don't start. This isn't the time for this. Let us not start this argument. She, she hated it when he got like this. He was always guarding his brother's back, even though he was wrong. It was the root of their arguments nowadays. Why didn't he want to see the truth about the extent of his brother's irresponsibility? He was always saying how his brother had it rough, 
and needed time to find his way. God damn Justin Timberlake for giving him those punchlines. All of a sudden, she became aware of eyes staring at her, and it was definitely not Osasi's eyes. She looked up and saw a pack of monkeys staring at them. Osas, look up. We are surrounded. He looked up and shouted. I'm the only one permitted to look at my girl's friend's beauty. The animals seemed to take the cue and made noises like they were cheering. They began on a low key at first, but gradually went into a crescendo. To Osas, they looked like a well-organized choir. He was really enjoying the attention. He was sure they wouldn't come down to attack them, but Dupe didn't know this. Hey, babe, let us not get too friendly. They might attack us if we get too close. He was getting the kick from seeing the fear on her face. She was now looking around with fear when all of a sudden, the song was abruptly stopped. It was like she was back at home when her dad would turn off her marakari suddenly and call it profane music. That was part of the loads that came with being a Baptist pastor's daughter. What had caused the sudden end of their cry? Her answer was lying in a shrub about three meters from Osas. It had already aimed at its target. It had been there a few minutes after the beginning of the monkey's redition. Attracted by smell, laced with good sight and immaculate Hear, immaculate hearing, few creatures could survive the attacks of the leopard. Even scavengers couldn't feed on its remains because it was an excellent climber and hid its meal on branches too high for scavengers or bigger predators. It had picked the easiest prey. Usually, it used size by going for the smallest or the weakest, but in this case, it had chosen the most inattentive prey. It could see the two bigger preys. The one closer to it was unaware of its presence, making sounds of the monkeys, but it was too big for a monkey. The other one was a little more alert but smaller. After careful analysis, it had made its decision. She heard the snapping of twigs and two step backs back before she knew what it was and its position. She then saw the animal with the yellow hide and dark spots. She saw its canines like it was all that made up its face. It looked twice its actual size to her because of the fear she had. She shielded her face thinking, God, so this is how I would die. I'll be a predator food digested in the belly of this beast. He wondered why Dupe had jumped all of a sudden. By the time he noticed what was happening, the leopard had cleared about three meters gap between itself and the future wife of his children. He screamed like a mother would scream if her child crossed the road without looking and was about to be hit by a car. That was the best he could do. He felt glued to the ground, even if he wasn't. There was nothing he could do to change what would happen. The animal moved with tremendous speed and Osas closed his eyes, waiting for the screams of his girlfriend to end and be replaced by the snapping of her neck bones. There was a high-pitched shriek, but Osas didn't know whether it was from an animal or from Dupe. 
He opened his eyes and gave a sigh of relief. She wasn't sure whether she was alive or not. She could feel and hear her pulse, so she was definitely alive. The predictor has gone. Passed her and now held a medium-sized monkey in its mouth. It was still panting with its cannons deeply embedded in the monkey's neck. It had broken the neck of its prey and was waiting for nature to take its course. In the few minutes the leopard used to wait, she was held in place, still scared that the creature could still come after her. She also noticed that Osas wasn't moving. It was glad it had had a good meal for at least a few days. It was two months pregnant and even if and even it knew that a time was coming when it would be more difficult to catch prey. It could smell the fear on the other creatures, but it wasn't interested in them. It had gotten what it came for, but it could perceive another underlying smell, which wasn't the smell of any creature that it knew. It scanned the area, feeling a little scared itself. It hated to be surprised or caught off guard. It could now feel the presence of another creature, so it decided to take another route until with its meal in his mouth. He wondered why the creature had taken another route, but he wasn't bothered. The more the distance, the better for everyone. He thought he had shifting of leaves behind him. But anyway, his nerves were short, so he didn't trust his hearing. For all he knew, he was hallucinating. He saw the leopard leave on a trot. Then it began, began running, and this time he was sure something had been behind him and was now moving towards the leopard. What he saw never left his memory again. He kept on replaying it as time went on, wondering how it had happened. The leopard disappeared into the bushes and out of sight, but was hit by an invisible force and landed right in front of Usas. Its neck was broken with poor marks on them. Whatever had done this had killed it with one blow. The whole incident didn't take up to 30 seconds and the only sound was the snapping of twigs. Osas tried to see what had done this but saw only a black figure slitter through the trees and out of sight. There was something in the movement of the creature that seemed familiar although Osas couldn't make out its profile. Baby, let's get out of here, said Dupe. I definitely agreed, agree, replied the terrified Osas. They both left quickly, not turning back, and too scared to talk about what they had just seen. They left in the opposite direction from where they had come from and moved quickly for about 30 minutes, all the while not slowing down due to secretion of a lot of adrenaline. They had moved for a while before they both heard the sound of a helicopter and without consulting each other, they began sprinting towards the sound. The sound was getting louder and then seemed to be getting less audible. The chopper was going away. They got to the location just in time to see it leave the horizon. They saw someone lying face down on the ground and concluded he was dead. Please help me. Don't be scared. I'm not one of them, said the supposedly dead man.
get your ears ready for the next chapter of the boundaries of sentences brought to you by Hobbit Readings.